is Gunnar Esaias, and then you are listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast presented by the Boomer Esaias Foundation and GunnarEsaias.com. This podcast series has been made possible by Vertex, Novartis, DCU, and Atlantic Health. The views expressed on Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast are that of Gunnar Esaias and Leah Farone, Tiffany Rich, and guests, and are not necessarily those of the Boomer Esaias Foundation. Nothing in this podcast series should be considered medical advice. Such advice can only be given by a physician who's experienced with cystic fibrosis. The Boomer Esiason Foundation, Gunnar and Leah Farone, Tiffany Rich, and guests cannot be held responsible for any damage which may result from using the information on this podcast without the permission of your medical doctor. You're listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast. All right, hey guys, Gunnar Esaiason, back for another episode of Breathe In, joined by my lovely host, Tiffany. Leah is off again this week, but we are joined by the recurring podcast host with us, Summer Love. How are you, Summer? I'm good. Thanks for having me back, guys. We're so excited to have you. Yes, we are happy to have you back. You, you make, always make the podcast joyful. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. You bring a lot of love to the podcast. Let's put it that way. Thanks, guys. Some of love, bring the love. Um, okay, so today's topic was actually we're going to talk about uh, a blog post you wrote a while ago, summer, um, about germs during the holidays, uh, flu season, this, that, and the other thing. So, for some of our listeners who may not have read uh, this blog post of yours that went somewhat viral, why don't you tell tell the folks? Okay, well. I think you're talking about the letter, I think I read. Yes, yes, so like, yes, yes. Yeah. So it was just a like open letter to family and friends just saying, hey, if you have like a sniffle or a sore throat or anything, please just let me know. Like, I don't want to be around you guys. And it's not easy for us like during the holidays. I feel like I'm a human like pinball machine like when I go out. Like, and also where do all these people come from? Like, I feel like the population, like, out and about has, like, doubled or maybe, like, tripled. Like, everyone's just <laughs> out. And everyone's coughing or sneezing and nobody knows how to cover their mouth. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, like, I'm literally, like, dodging, like, a pinball, like, machine, like, um, just trying to, like, stay away from it. But yeah. everyone has holiday parties. Everyone has holiday plans. And I would love to go because I always have FOMO if I don't. Yeah. But it's a hard decision to make. Like if someone is is sick or, um, you know, if, you know, if I don't want to be around anyone that's sick and, and I don't know why, like the person who is sick doesn't stay home, but I haven't tried like figured that out because it's it's not only me that doesn't want to get sick. I'm sure everybody else doesn't either. So no, I agree. Um, actually I had a friend this past Thanksgiving, she went to a friend's giving, Someone had texted her right before, like the day before, saying, hey, this person has something going on. I want you to know about it. But they didn't say, hey, they can stay home, but you, you know, you, you, you can't, you know, you can come, but they can stay home. Or, you know, they said the vice versa of saying um, they're going to come. So it's your duty to say if you're going to come or not, which I feel is. It's like good that they said something, but in the way, it's like, why am I getting, you know, like this? Like, like, why are you being ostracized from it? Yeah, I mean, it, right, it is what it is, and it's very, uh, it, it it creates a lot of like precarious situations, right? Because you're kind of excluding somebody, or you're sort of like you know targeting someone in, in one way or another. Um, and you know, actually, I'm on, at Thanksgiving in our home, we host Thanksgiving this year. Uh, we always have family friends come over for dessert or or whatever, and. Um, one family came over and they have uh, they have a one, one of the girls has uh, type one diabetes. She's in college right now, mm-hmm. and the whole family came over except her. And I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, where is she? 
And then it turns out, you know, she had a sniffle or whatever, and she wanted to protect me from her. You know, she yeah. she she gets the the chronic illness life. You know, right. so sure. she so she was you know very proactive about, it. and I was very thankful for that. I was like, wow, that is you know really very really a, it's a really adult thing to do to yeah. to, to be you know out in front of that. Um, but you know, at other times we've also had, you know, issues where, you know, when we've hosted holidays or whatever, my mom usually sends out like a mass email or a mass text. If someone's not feeling well, you have to let us know because Gunner's going to be at the house too. And you know, that that's created a number of uncomfortable situations for my mom. Mm, I'm sure. And I don't know why. Yeah, it is weird. Like it's, it is a weird thing that like it would create an uncomfortable situation for anyone. But like at the end of the day, it's. You know, making small sacrifices right. is kind of like what the holidays is all about. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Being selfless, pretty mm. much. But and... are they, though? No. Yeah. Holidays aren't selfless, unfortunately. This is true. I kind of I remember, like, back, I don't I want to know if you guys had the same kind of thing, but when I was, like, in, uh, you know, middle school, grade school, growing up, even high school, and like mm-hmm. the flu was going around the school, or everyone had everyone was sick, everyone had a cold or whatever. My parents would mm-hmm. actually take me out of school for a couple of days. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I'd always I remember you know back in you know I guess in high school, a number of times when I would have like an extended weekend because you know the, you would go to school and like half the class would be missing just because they all have right. whatever bug you know it's that time of year, and then I would yeah. you know tell my parents I never took advantage of it, but I was like mom you know this, that, and the other kid, they're all sick. And then right. next thing you know, the decision would be made that I wouldn't be going to school the next day. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'd get an extended weekend. But, like, you know, those were always productive days, too. I wouldn't just sit at home, play video games or whatever. One of my parents would take me somewhere and we'd go do something. Um, and I, I want to know, did you guys ever have those kinds of experiences when you guys were growing up? I don't think I ever was pulled out because someone else was sick, honestly. I remember and a lot of hand sanitizer. And being that person that always was uh, putting it on my hands and stuff, I don't think I ever was pulled out because I had other people were sick, unless it was like maybe a major illness. But I don't, I don't think I was ever pulled out to be honest, because I think if someone was coughing or something, I'd move or I move from them. But I never, I never had that situation that I had to get pulled out for that. Yeah, I didn't either. I do remember one time though. I was in the hospital and when both my brothers were, they had think they had strep throat or something and I was supposed to be discharged. Uh-huh. And so I think I maybe stayed a couple extra days just because <laughs> they were both oh, so yeah. sick and like, That's I didn't want to like, go home from like, yeah, getting all cleaned out and then going home to like strep throat. So we waited for them to be on antibiotics, I think. So that was like That's the only good. time I remember doing something like that, but. Well, and that's with people living with you, which is right, a big right. deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and my when people get sick, it is like DEFCON 5 over here. We are <laughs> Lysoling everything up. Yeah, I'm going global so- severity over here. We are Lysoling everything and making sure there's nothing, no germ. Very immunosuppressed. So it's just a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You I know, bet. It, it, it is tough. And it's like, it, it is kind of, 
just an extra unfortunate step. And I, I, you know, I coach high school ice hockey. At the beginning of every year, I always tell the kids, I'm like, if they're sick, you have to let me know. You know, a lot of them, they all know that I have CF. They all wear little, you know, CF stickers on their helmets or whatever, but which is pretty cool. But, you know, they're all very hyper aware of my CF as well. And I'm like, guys, you just have to let me know if you're not feeling well. Because if you're not feeling well, not only is it going to spread through the team, like high school kids are just disgusting. They, you know, they all share water bottles and like, you know, one kid's sick that every other, everyone else is sick in a matter of a few days. But I also got to protect myself, too. So I'm like, you know, I need to know if you're sick, what you're dealing with, if you're willing to tell me. And, you know, we can take the the proper steps to, you know, make sure everyone around us is safe and and is protected from whatever illness. Um, And and, and it it definitely is stress-inducing for, you know, for for me, especially to be in that situation to have to do that. But at the end of the day, it's like I have to weigh, okay, would I rather deal with, you know, a weird, awkward situation or get sick? Right. You know, it's, it's, and it's like, would you rather get out in front of it or let it happen to you? Right. And it's a hard decision to make. Like if, if someone is sick somewhere where you're going and then you have to really weigh the pros and the cons and, you know, and it's unfortunate, like those decisions are so hard to make. And it's unfortunate that we have to literally make those, like we could don't have like frivolous decisions. Like what should we be wearing? No, we have to like really think about like, is this going to be a good situation for me to be in or do I have to sit it out? And more often than not, like during the holidays, you have to sit it out. So it's unfortunate. It's true. So I I, want to shift the conversation to something that happened on the internet the other day. Um, Seth MacFarlane, the guy from Family Guy, you know, I I love Family Guy, by the way, huge Family Guy guy. I I, I pretty much watch Family Family Guy every night before bed on Cartoon Network. I used to watch it in the hospital all the time. It's so funny. It just makes you happy, right? (laughs) Um, So Seth MacFarlane tweeted, uh, when was this? On... When was December 1st? Four days ago. He yeah. said, dear guy coughing every few seconds in the gym, please mm-hmm. go home and rest and stop coughing every few seconds in the gym. Thanks. And it's yeah. been retweeted 20, 2,400 times, been liked 44,000 yeah. times. And right. this is kind of going through the CF circles. And for some reason, a lot of people are like weirdly offended by this in, in the yeah. world of CF. Yeah, um, you know, a, a lot of people are sort yeah. of like saying how – like oh we cough in the gym does that mean we have to leave right. kind of thing you know right. that I don't think it's what he's saying here just in in this world of like inflamed offended yeah. like BS right. that we live in like this is just so yeah. inflamed uh, me, me on the other hand I'm like Seth you're totally right I am yeah. hyper aware right. and hyper vigilant of of I coughing totally and sneezing agree. yeah I hear every sniffle I hear every cough I hear every sneeze mm-hmm. and I'm always looking and they're never covering their mouth I don't no. know why adults cannot figure it out. Or they're like yeah. coughing in their hand and then touching everything. And then touching stuff. Coughing your elbow, people. Don't, elbow, yeah. But yeah, I'm not offended by that at all. Like if I heard my my cough and I didn't know, like, I didn't know me, I would have been like, <laughs> get away from me. Like, well, go totally. home. You need to like get on some antibiotics. Like, I don't know what's <laughs> going on with you. But um, yeah, I would not be offended by that. But yeah, if people are having a serious cough, like that, are, that's cold related, something that is contagious then yeah, definitely leave me alone. And I guess with cystic fibrosis, we can't be around other people with CF, right? So why would we want someone coughing up a storm? You know, it's just thinking yeah. about that. I, I think it's just being, you know, uh, it's it, it's one of those things where people are just reading it the wrong way, I think. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's not like he's coming after the people with CF. It's like he's yeah. not, like, villainizing us. Oh God, God forbid this offends people. What's going to happen when people go see that <laughs> stupid movie about CF in, in a handful of months? Everyone's going to be offended. Oh, my God, the people are coughing during my movie. Oh, you know? So goodness. it's like, you know, all of a sudden it's just, people are super hyper aware of these things. Um, yeah. I mean, I will even say that, you know, during the, the cold and flu months, like, I won't go to the gym. 
right? Like yeah. I'll like I'll I'll make very smart choices about when I do go to the gym. Like if I if I have time during off hours, maybe late at night or something, uh-huh. that's when I'll go. Um, yeah. But I won't go, you know, after work or something in the right. middle of the day when it's packed. You know, I just won't do right. that. You know, I'm more apt to do that kind of thing in maybe March, April, and, and the summer months. But mm-hmm. as soon as cold and flu season rolls around, I I'm kind of I have, I have to sacrifice well, I my that goes going to the gym for everywhere, not just the gym. Yeah. It's like the grocery store. Well, yeah. You don't want to go when it's like the most popular time to go there because mm-hmm. you're going to be surrounded by people that do not know how to cover their mouth. So. Yeah. And you don't yeah. know how they take care of themselves. So. <laughs> but, it's you know, just, at yeah. the same time, it's also like you can't live in the glass box, right? You have to no. be able to get out there and live your life. Um, but I, you know, I, I will take extra steps like during cold and flu season, I'm always wearing the mask on, on the subway mm-hmm. here in New York city. Um, sure. I'm, I'm sure pretty sure patient zero of the zombie outbreak is going to be found in the New York city subway system. <laughs> uh, I, you know, that's, that, that's kind of thing that I'm, if I had to put my money on it happening somewhere, the New York city yeah. subway system where is where it's going to happen. Um, and I don't want to be patient zero. So, no, uh, I'm always prepared with my masks and, and stuff like that. That. And you know, yeah, I get a lot of looks, right? It's just yeah. it is what it is. It's you know, it's yeah. might as well make it <laughs> worth their while. Yeah. Your stare. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wash my hands like one billion jillion times a day, and my nice. poor skin on my hands is just like so cracked and raw and dry. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and it's so if there's any good lotions that you know of, but I don't like to put lotion on during the day, only uh-huh. at night, because then I feel like it attracts dirt. So, yeah, but, <laughs> but you're also living in altitude. You're also living in altitude too, where it's very dry. Oh yeah, yeah. super it's dry. Drier than here, yeah. In California, it's uh, it's dry here, but I think it's a little bit more dry in Utah. Oh, yeah. altitude. <laughs> Plus the snow. I mean, all of it just adds layers to. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, I'm a big chapstick guy during the uh, the winter months. Yeah, I like li- I live on the chapstick. That's kind of my yeah. my go to. Um, right. Okay, so, you know, I kind of want to bring this conversation back to, like, uh, where we started before going off on this weird tangent. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, what, what are some tips that you guys all have in communicating with uh, either family members or friends during uh, the problem months of the year where, where, where illness spreads rapidly? I think I just tell them, don't come near me. I don't want your germs. I love That's you, a pretty bland tip. <laughs> I'm just like, just stay away from me. Even Jeff knows to stay away from me. And everybody on every side of the family knows. And my friends, they all know if they have even a slight sniffle, they're not going near me. Especially after transplant, they know it's super important. And I always check my white blood cell count like all the time. I have to anyways. But... Wait, how do you do that? Wait, you do that like at, like with a home test? No, I have to go to the lab. Oh. But <laughs> I, I like... have to do it. For, I have to do it. That would be cool, though. Right? <laughs> it's, like, it's like testing your blood but, sugar. Oh, uh, how many white blood cells do I have today? Yeah, <laughs> well, it would be pretty cool. But I have to go get my a couple weeks anyways. So it's good to know so that I am able to see I can fight off something <laughs> if needed, but I do tell everybody, they all know since they've been around me for so long, but new people, I tell them as well, said, you know, I have a transplant and cystic fibrosis. I'm very susceptible to getting anything you have. So leave me alone. Right. <laughs> well, I just think a cold is not a cold for us. And so yeah. if we can't fight it, then we end up in the joint. And so, um, <laughs> I just think every, everybody that knows me, like, knows now, like, just to stay away, like, if they're sick or if they've been sick or if they've been around anyone that's sick. 
So that's great. And like, um, actually Emily's entourage had an event last weekend and there was a big sign at the door that said, um, if you're sick, they, it said like, please, or they just said a, a cold is like really detrimental to anyone with CF. Yeah. Please don't hug Emily. Um, right. do like spirit fingers when you see her. And so, <laughs> I saw that too. I was so funny. Right. That's and hilarious. so I love, um, doing elbows. Like I do both. Right. Everyone, I mean, it's like what I was trying to make this, it was like, instead of the fist bump, it was like do an elbow and I was trying to make that cool, but nobody ever caught on, <laughs> but like my inner circle knows. So, um, I was awful at an event that night and everyone's like, are we doing bows or hugs? And I was like, bows. And like, everyone would come up to like hug me and I'm like, nope, we're just going to do elbows. So I'm yeah. like, they're like, why? And I'm like, flu and cold season. So like, I think like once everyone like gets a hang of it, then, mm-hmm. you know, it's good to go. But yeah, no. Don't come around me if you're sick. For yeah, sure. the and the, 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 the best plans are canceled plans, right? Oh, so. that's true. Oh, you, 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 put your, you put your to the choir here. Um, you know, my I, I I have a hard time getting away from the handshake. Like I, for whatever reason, I, I you know I enjoy the handshake. You know, I, I think it's like. Mm-hmm. There's something about like you know the I guess the tradition of a handshake, but uh, you know within yeah. the past you know, past several years I've really become more cognizant of doing the fist bump. I really should do the elbows, and I love the spirit finger things. I thought that was really funny. Yes. Um, yeah. How they how they had that. I don't know if I could keep a straight face. I know if someone comes up, he's like, <laughs> yeah, no, there's no way with the hands. Yes, with the happy hands. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it was hands. I don't know what it was, but yeah, yeah. I just liked yeah. the idea. It was like so awesome. It was a, it was a really funny thing. Um, and Emily's very, uh, very cognizant of that part of CF yeah. as well. Um, so, you know, I, my I, friends were like, you should just wear a sign that says, do not hug me. Like, yeah, <laughs> I might look into that. The, the worst part is like when, when you meet someone that like yeah. you don't really know, or someone's just kind of learning about CF and they reach, like they, they stick their hand up for the handshake and you're like, uh, we're not doing that. And then you had like that weird, you had like the weird, you had like the weird handshake and like all well, the weird like eye contact conversation. You're like, uh, yeah. it's nice to meet you I'm too. Like, uh, we're gonna do both. I don't know where your hands been. Uh, we're gonna been like, okay. It's like some people get offended, but some yeah. people roll with it. So I, know. I mean, humor, I humor is my like answer to everything. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I can never, I, I would never be able to tell. <laughs> I had a teacher in high school. I loved him. He anybody sneezed or anything, he would come with a big um, jug of hand sanitizer and be like, and put it in someone's hands, whoever coughed or sneezed, and goes "haya." <laughs> like he was getting rid of it. <laughs> he was a germaphobe, and he wouldn't pandering um, uh, and everything. So I was like, I like you. You're my kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think there was hand sanitizer when I was in high school. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yes. Funny, huh? Ah, uh, yes. There you are. <laughs> yeah. Old, old lady yeah. summer. We had that powdered soap, and he would like. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was back in the old days when they didn't even know germs existed, right? It's yeah. really true, actually. I mean, honestly, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, like I, tough, tough career choice being a germaphobe and being an educator. Like, not yeah. it's kind of like Howie Mandel. Totally. You know, Howie Mandel's like the, germ, oh, the germaphobe yeah. on uh, on America's Got Talent, and like they always like send him yeah. to the crowd, and he's like, like in his little box. Like I was, 
Like he totally owns it, though, right? Like he totally owns no, the totally. germaphobe thing, and and you got to be that way, you know. It's like you got to actually own the the fact that yeah, you're trying to keep yourself safe, but it's also a little bit of a weird thing because human contact and human uh, interaction is is part of human nature, right? So you know, I think it's one of those things where yeah. you got to feel confident about. Uh, what you're doing, you know, as soon as you break the confidence in keeping yourself safe in, in, in a situation like that, that's when it becomes weird, right? It becomes awkward as soon as you kind of like hesitate. Um, and, and, you know, I think like, you know, Summer's little anecdote here with like giving bows is, is all about her confidence in the situation, like making it a funny thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, you know, I, I think the holidays is, is also, uh, you know, a great time for, you know, I guess, uh, for family get-togethers and also like what I always do is I always try to uh, you know I'm you know I'm not always seeing my family all the time throughout the entire year um, mm-hmm. but it's also a time when I get a lot of like weird questions about my CF right mm-hmm. it's like it's like how are you doing and like every yeah. conversation starts in that direction <coughs> and you're there you get a nice coffee material but well done um, yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, like I, I feel like myself answering a lot of health related questions during the holidays do you guys feel the same way Oh yeah, definitely. They, everybody asks me how I'm doing. Most of them follow me on Instagram and stuff, so they know what's going on. But <laughs> they um, they usually just ask like, "How's it going? What's going on? How was your last appointment? And what's going on for the future and stuff like that?" For sure, with my health, yeah. especially people that you haven't seen in a while. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you haven't seen them in a while, and then sometimes you get the head tilt. Oh, how are you feeling? <laughs> oh, you're so alive. So nice to it's see that you. Head that head does it bother you? A little bit. Yeah. It does. It does. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think everyone's like, everyone's very hyper aware of, uh, I keep using that word. Everyone's very hyper aware of my CF in the family. Um, yeah. And it, it is like a conversation starter uh, because if you haven't seen someone in a while, it's like, what are you going to talk about? And like, just, right. they refer back to CF in one way or another. Yeah. Um, but then I also get like family members that are also like kind of uh, like awkward around the topic, right? Like they don't really either know what to ask or um, right. they feel like they should ask, but they don't know how. Uh, and mm-hmm. like, I, 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 it's kind of my job. So I'm always like, it's an open book. Like, just go ahead. You know, you can just dive yeah. in there. Um, and I always well, think, well, we that... know you're DF celeb over here. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <you're laughs> it's right. always open. Um, God, you know, I, I think it's one of those things where it's like, it, you, like it, it's important to educate family members in whenever you're seeing them, right? Ab- about like the how CF is going, and mm-hmm. and because n- there's no better way to learn about CF than talking yes. to a person with CF right. and, and asking, showing. Um, mm-hmm. but, and I think it's good for any. I mean, I welcome anyone to like ask how I'm doing or like ask questions because sure. uh-huh. it's a good way to raise awareness. Yeah, as well. definitely and, for sure. Yeah, and it's a gateway. Like if people are around that like don't even know you, like mm-hmm. then they're like, oh wait, what? Is this fibrosis? Wait, why are you wearing oxygen? Like, yeah. and then you teach them about it. And so I think it's exactly. you know it's a great way to spread awareness. Do you have like people that are cl- in your cl- like close <laughs> to you, either through family or you know distant family members or whatever that approach it like a taboo topic, like they don't want to touch it? I don't no. think I have any. That's good. I mean, I, I think that yeah. you know shows what kind yeah. of support system both of you have. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I think it's one of those things like where not everyone has that. You know, not everyone has you know just the amazing support system standing behind them. People just don't want to talk about CF. They kind of feel like it's something that can be swept under the rug. Um, right. And you know, mm-hmm. I, I want to say we were, I think we were talking about it last week. 
Uh, but you know, a lot of you know younger parents get kind of lulled into sleep about CF yeah. because it doesn't you know appear to be so bad for for little kids, right? And mm-hmm. it's kind of something that's just you know there. They don't you know they don't really know how to deal with it. They haven't really seen the nasty side of it yet. But then as people yeah. get sicker and sicker, <laughs> yes, it is. But then as people as it gets sicker and sicker, they kind of have a false sense of security around it. I think, yeah. um, and, right. and that's when it becomes a taboo topic, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. But then I think when like the scary thing, well, again, like me, I always like everything is like I combat everything with humor. So like last night I have I had hemoptysis and I was like yeah. when I spit in my cup, I was like, it's finally looking like Christmas around here. It's <laughs> <laughs> wow. like, you know, so. Um, but yeah, so everything like that's how I like I think if someone is like a little nervous, like talk about it, then mm. like I'll like make a joke about it or somehow yeah. and then they like then they're more comfortable about it. And then they're mm. like, Oh, okay. You know? So yeah. I think it's like, that's how I like try and make it less scary for people, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah humor is like an, a, an incredible way to do it. Um, it's, it's funny you say you kind of use humor to do that because I saw the, uh, the new Mark Wahlberg movie over the weekend with Darcy. We went and saw instant family. That's about, uh, Mark Wahlberg and they're, oh, like, they're fostering okay. kids. And the movie is freaking hilarious. Like okay. it's very, se- it's a, it. it's a very serious, sensitive subject. Uh, and right. it's like there's a lot of heavy stuff that they like kind of like talk about in the movie, but it is hilarious. It's like the actually uh, it's an appropriate way to like just like do a movie like that about such a serious thing because yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of you know humor in that kind of life as well, and it's something that uh, a lot of people use to cope with, right? But right. for some reason, it, you know, kind of it can also seem a little standoffish. But I'm personally of of the same opinion that you are, Summer, where using humor is probably the best way to yeah. to cope with some of these things. Like you know, my dark. Well, I think it helps me too right uh, oh definitely like, definitely yeah you know yeah. i i always make the joke that like with with darcy i'm like you know we're gonna have to go to all these weddings eventually you know all our friends are gonna be married this that and the other thing <laughs> and i'm like if i suddenly pass away you're gonna have to bring my like a, like a giant like painting of me and sit it next to you in, in like in, in in the church as if i'll be there in spirit you know just like, a cardboard cut out yeah, yeah exactly like, like, like a fat head you know like the giant sticker yeah. like she's gonna have to like exactly. walk around the fat head of me to all these weddings if i suddenly yeah. pass away um yeah. you know that's that, like that's that's part of it you know the dark humor i think is something that right. it, it's a little yeah. twisted i think but you have to i remember being when i was super sick i just laughed about everything that was happening i you know it's like it's life it's gonna something's gonna happen if it has to and then you know i just have to bring a humor to what was going on because Mm -hmm. i just laugh like i have a huge cough attack and i'm like don't worry i'm dying it's fine (laughs) (laughs) i will say my mom doesn't appreciate it though my mom definitely does not appreciate my dark humor whatsoever (laughs) she has like no (laughs) desire to hear it (laughs) yeah i think i remember once um the youths were playing gunner and i had hemoptysis again and um and I remember just like I took picture of the cup and of what was inside the cup and my mucus cups are um, all over the place. So I took a picture of it and I sent it to like my parents. I was like, I bleed red. Go use. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I really do bleed red. Yep. Yeah, you do. As if it was a mystery all these years. You, 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 you actually do. Um, and then last night it was a Christmas decoration. So, you know. There you go. So you got to look at it in different ways. It's beginning to look a lot. 
<laughs> the, other, the other person who doesn't appreciate my dark humor is my doctor. Like my, my doctor has like no time for me to be that way. <laughs> you know, like, I'm sure. It's like she, she's awesome. She's a really straight and narrow kind of person. Yeah. She'll tell you how it is. Um, but then she like suddenly hit me with the humor. Uh, like out of nowhere, I was I was there for a visit. Um, I was there for a trial visit a little while ago, and um, I had to get blood done for some reason. Like the I was I was super dehydrated because they told me, of course, not to drink anything because I had to get a, a scan done. So then when I finally go to get my blood done, they can't do anything because I'm super dehydrated. Yeah. So they're having a hard time with uh, with the stick. Right. And, you know, next thing you know, like the they bring another nurse in, she gives me a stick, now I'm like my arms are all bruised. And then I'm and then I'm there to get my you know, to get a flu shot as well. Then yeah. like the, the nurse practitioner walks up the flu shot. The flu shot like fell apart, like it basically dissolved in her hand, like the little like the needle fell off, you know? Oh, no. So I'm like I'm like I'm here preparing myself for the flu shot. And now you got to like walk back out and like keep me waiting for this. Like I, I, cause I hate needles. I hate sticks. So yeah. I got my anxieties through the roof. I had a horrible time with the blood draws. Now the flu shot thing is a disaster. Finally, the flu shot works. And then my doctor walks in and I'm like, what kind of operation you're you running here? You know, like we have, like, I'm having a hard time with the blood draws. I'm having a hard time with the flu shot. And she's like, oh, stop being a baby. You got to grow up. <laughs> and I'm like, where is that coming from? Like, uh, <laughs> you know, so that gives you anxiety, like shots. Oh my god, I, I hate, hate shots. Oh hate yes, needles. I hate them. I cannot stand them. Hate them. Oh. Like I don't mind them. I'd Ugh. rather not have them. But you know, I gotta, I, I, I gotta look the other way. I bite down on my shirt. Like I, oh. I'm, I really don't like them. <laughs> I'm like, I'm over here videotaping it. Oh no, God, <laughs> no, I can't. Uh, I, can't even look I can't even look. I can't like watch it go into my skin. Like. Uh. Uh. God forbid I become a diabetic one day because I'm going to have a serious issue. You will have an issue. Yeah. You have to get used to that. I was scared actually to do an um, insulin shot for the first time. I was like, how am I going to do this? Because I don't like inflicting pain on myself. I don't think a lot of people do. But it didn't hurt at all and it was really easy. So it was okay. But yeah, that it is kind of scary to do it to yourself and... With you, Gunner, it's gonna be a little. Well, hopefully, I, well, hopefully, well, hopefully, I don't get CFRD. So, yeah, let's well, you, not, let's I, I need the positive not. vibes here. I need the positive vibes. As I sit, as I sit here and drink a Gatorade. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I don't like to. Do you like shots, Summer? Are you okay with your shots? I'm okay with shots. Yeah, oh. I don't mind them, and I don't like needles. Don't bother me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to cry and scream um, as a kid. The as a only kid. time that it bothered me once was so I. You know that Lily is diabetic, my dog. Yeah. And so I do her insulin shots um, mm-hmm. morning and night. Yeah. And I was putting the cap on the lid or on oh. the needle. Yeah. And it bent somehow and oh, went no. through oh. the needle or like yep. through the cap and the cap. into oh. the end of my finger. Yeah, I'm like, well, stupid. little Lily, we're blood sisters now. Oh, yeah. man. I her shot. I'm like, oh. Oh, gross. Yeah. Oh. So now that scares me a little bit. So when I put the cap on. I like jam it on like with the counter, so uh, I don't want to. Yeah. Don't want to get my fingers in the way with that because no, it did not feel good. I um I I I I like reconstitute reconstitute a lot of my inhaled antibiotics, so I I do yeah. work with syringes. I don't mind working with syringes. That's fine. I have no problem with that. Yeah. But I mean, I have stuck myself a number of times accidentally, uh, mostly in college. Like when I was a stupid college kid, and I'm like, oh, let's put this together in an unsafe way. And next thing you know, it's like in my it's in my hand. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Pull it out. Um. 
But yeah, no, I have never liked shots. I never will like shots. I don't like blood draws. I mean, to the point where, like, when I have to get a blood draw, they have to use, like, the little baby blue butterfly needle. Like, they can't use, oh, like, yeah. like the big one, you know? Because like, I will not let them. I'm like, I'm like, don't touch you with that thing. Do not do it. You are do you not tell allowed to touch them? Me. Do you tell them when you go and say, I need the butterfly? <laughs> yeah. Like, right yep. away. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm like, okay. I, want, I want you to use this. Uh, yeah. This this needle. Um, and they. Yeah. Well, my veins aren't good, so. Yeah, the yeah. butterfly is always the best way to go. I think. Right. They don't yeah. even know why they have another option. This, if you you can always request whatever needle you want. You yeah. don't need a yeah. If you want a butterfly needle? You just ask. I was yeah. in there. I was in there once. I basically orchestrated the whole thing. I had to get a uh, October trough done. Mm-hmm. And I had to get it done, like in a in like in a quick way for whatever reason because I think a test came back like the, the, like from the day before with a little bit of a weird result and then the doctor was like, "Just go to the local hospital <laughs> and repeat it. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll give you a prescription." So I went in, and of course at an outpatient clinic they have no idea what a topotroph is. You know, right. it's not something they ever draw. So I was like, "You need this. This is the code. This is how you spell tobermycin." And then I was like, "I want this syringe. You have to use this color top." And the woman yeah. was like, "Are you a doctor?" And I was like, "I might as well be." I might <laughs> yeah. as well a PP, a professional patient. Yes, yeah. professional patient, pro exactly. patient. Um, yes, that is a that's a good way of putting it. Um, and yeah, it's like you can totally you got to orchestrate the whole thing, and they're they're willing mm-hmm. to listen because you're making their job easier for them too. Totally. It's not you know it's not because they're trying to like yeah. get you in and out. Um, Sometimes they get mad though. Really? You've had you've had yeah, those, you've had they're like they think that you were trying to tell them how to do their job, so then they get yeah. upset. I think sometimes, but yeah. I don't know. I'm of the opinion I, where like I I think they would <laughs> let you know rather you tell them than hurt mm-hmm. you. You know, like I don't do think they, I don't think I don't think they want to like have an issue with the stick. You know, that, right. that, that's at least where I that's at least what I tell myself. Maybe they're talking about me when I leave the room. <laughs> See, I'd rather them not do it wrong so I don't have to come back because that's happened before that they yeah, did it wrong. <clears throat> they did the wrong tube. They didn't have enough blood and I had to come all the way back to get it done again. And it was, it's not convenient for me and I'd rather tell them what you're doing is wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. And definitely. they need to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly of the opinion that like you're, I'm, I'm I'm as much a part of that as as they are, you know. Like and we're all kind of we're calling it together. Again. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Empowered patients. Um, uh, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so PP. we're almost out of time here. Let's mm-hmm. uh, we'll come back to the to the original topic. We'll give some advice and we'll call it a day. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, back to some of your open letter talking to people about being cognizant of when they're sick. Um, mm-hmm. Have any of you ever been in a situation where you've been accused? of being the sick person and someone else is going to get, you know, either infected by, you know, your coughing or, you know, you, people think you're contagious. Uh, mm-hmm. have, you, have you ever been in a situation like that? Um, well, just on the airplane. Yes, the yeah, airplane is like the, the best place for me. airplanes all the time. People look at you. <laughs> I had a lot of people looking at me. Well, this is post-transplant, so I'm not even coughing. I'm not showing anything. So... I had the mask on and then I'm wiping down everything. So people automatically think that I'm sick or something. Mm -hmm. So I had people come over and they don't want to sit with me. It's like Southwest. So, you know, you pick your own seat and people don't want to sit next to me. And I'm like, I'm not contagious. But please don't sit next to me. I'd rather have my own aisle. (laughs) I'd rather have my own aisle. Yeah. But But the plane was getting full. So they were like going past me and then they had to sit next to me. I'm like, I'm not contagious. I promise. And they actually knew what cystic fibrosis was, which was very nice. So um, that was good. 
Um, I've had people actually put their luggage down mm-hmm. and like they're like paying attention to the like overhead bins, whatever. And then they look over and they see me with a mask on and they like casually like pick up their stuff <laughs> and move away. And I'm like, please go. Just I would Let's rather sleep. have my own row. Yeah. And actually more often than not, it does work out that I have my own row, which is uh-huh. fabulous. Yeah. But it's if really someone nice. is sitting next to me, like when they sit down, I just say, just so you know, I cleaned down your, I cleaned your whole entire um, <laughs> chair. I've cleaned your seatbelt. You're, I've yeah. cleaned everything that you're going to touch. So you're going to be healthy. I was like, and I'm not contagious. And they're like, they're like, do you have a mask for me? Like, they're really great about it. Like, oh, that's, they're like that's brilliant. I never even thought about that. Or like, yeah. or I'll be like popping an airborne and they're like, oh, can I have one? Like, so yeah. it's, I think, I think once you tell them that it's like for your protection, then they're like, yeah. oh yeah, that's so but smart. Like I should start doing that. People automatically think if you're wearing a mask or anything, you're the one that's contagious when it's definitely the opposite. Right. It's definitely a, a, visual, have... it's a visual indication that, you know, you're protecting yourself. Yeah. From other well, people. I wish <laughs> we had a mask that said, I'm not contagious. You are because that would be amazing. <laughs> then they could just read that and be like, oh, makes right. sense. You know, I, I think I that's like my goal is like people that are sick, like they will start wearing a mask, right? Like mm-hmm. how great would that be? Like for, yeah. to protect other people around them. So they would be like, not so selfish and they would just yeah. wear a mask and then, I don't know, less germs. Yeah. <laughs> less yeah. germs. Um, how great would it be to like, like board a plane germs. and everybody would be wearing a mask? Like that's like a mm-hmm. dream of mine. You just have, yeah. have the whole thing be protected. Um, yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it's, that is a nice pipe dream for sure. Uh, you know, I'm kind of like, like I've been, I've definitely been accused of being like the sick person on the airplane. Also, like in the deli one time, um, yeah. you know, I was, I was in there. I was, whatever. I was, you know, coughing normally as as I normally do, and I, like mm-hmm. I started getting like accosted by a number of people. They're like, "You should be in here. This is fresh food. What are you doing?" <laughs> and I'm like a regular at the deli, so the people behind the deli counter then started coming to my defense, and it was like this yeah. whole big situation in the middle of the deli. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, everyone just relax. I'm just trying to get my sandwich and get out of here. Just let me leave. Like just let gunner. me leave. Free gunner. <laughs> so do you guys? <clears throat> do you guys uh, cover your mouth when you cough? Oh yeah. If I'm in public, yeah, I try to. Um, yeah. If I'm in public, yeah, yeah. if I'm at home, I don't. No. Um, but I mean, I'm also coughing like. A thousand times a day. So if right. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna yeah. make it. I'm not gonna make it to every single one because every time you, you, know, you get like one of those like spontaneous coughs right. where you're talking, 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 you're like, oh my god, cough, and then you're talking yeah. again. It's right. almost just like second nature. Yeah. And I don't cover my mouth when I'm at home either. But then <laughs> sometimes when you're out in public, though, like I was just curious, like if you're covering your mouth because people don't know that you have CF, right? Yeah, exactly. Like if they're in the deli and they're like seeing you cough, and then they're like, oh my gosh, what's going on? So it like brings it back to Seth's death, like or his yeah. Twitter, like or tweet, whatever. Um, it like you know it makes sense. Like yeah. of course he's gonna be like, oh, you need to get you need to go home and get out of here and never stay, like never come back. But like, um, yeah, I mean it just makes sense because also like if you're not covering your mouth, mm-hmm. then they don't know you have to see out. They're gonna think mm-hmm. that they're gonna catch whatever. So and I think with having oxygen on when I was sick and I was coughing, people saw that and we're like oh she's not nothing like something else is wrong with her not cold or something you <laughs> there's know a lot I mean? wrong with that person right there's there been, let, let yeah, me tell you a lot of issues <laughs> and cough is not my problem right now <laughs> um tiffany did anyone ever ask you if you smoked oh all the time what on earth like people are like oh all the time too much. They, <laughs> like, oh, 
So were you on that two pack a day? Like, oh my gosh, no, I'm like, no, yeah, I'm still no. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you are puffing away on your on your nebulizer, man. Man, she's yeah. really going after the smoking, isn't she? I haven't seen one of those I things. I had a lady ask me that the other day, and I just was like, oh. I just kind of like didn't even know what to say. I was like, well, huh? and people, when I say I had a lung double lung transplant, oh, did you smoke? Were you a smoker? No, no. <laughs> It's no. so interesting to me what really? people say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's really, it's pretty, I, I, I'll laugh at it. I had my port, um, and I had my, when I had my port, I was wearing a tank top, and huh? someone looked at me, she's like, oh, you have that too? My sister had one, but hers wasn't cancerous as yours, and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, the things people say, that could be a whole other podcast, yeah, what people cool. say. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like our March Madness. That's what we do at Ma- that's what we do for March Madness yeah, last year. Right. Things people that's say. True. Things people yeah. say to you. Yeah. Um yeah. We, we need to think of another March Madness topic for this we March. Do. That's what we have to come up with. What's the yeah. top we need to think of what the topic should be and we have to uh address the quote unquote teams for the March Madness bracket. Yeah. Um Yes. So What's well, the funniest yeah. comeback you've ever had, like to somebody of what they said to you? That would be like a good topic. That'd be a good one. And, and, and you think you can think of sixty four different comebacks? You, you can think of 60 yeah, All right, yeah. all right, Summer, you're, you're going to start on this right now, and then we'll, 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 bring, we'll bring you back in a month or two, and you'll announce okay. the bracket for us. Um, no, just... Okay, so the podcast has gone off the rails. Uh, we're going right. we're, we're to bring this to a close. Um, I brought it back to the Seth suite. Come on. Yes, you did. You did. You did. You brought it back to square one. Um, Summer, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for filling in for Leah. Um, we hope Leah's back next week. Um, the podcast will be back next week. We'll be at, we record, uh, rather we post every Thursday. Thursday. You can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and GunnerAsias.com. Uh, five stars. Five stars for some of this week on iTunes. Five stars in a review. Um, <laughs> you can also follow us on Instagram at breathe underscore in underscore pod and get a hold of us at breathe underscore in underscore pod at Asiason.org. That's where you can email us. The, new, the email address is kind of new, but we, we like the email address. We love the emails. Um, I think that's it. Uh, Summer, again, thank you so much. <laughs> Tiffany. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Tiffany, as always, thank you for being here. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, I love being here. <laughs> uh, and I think that that's it. We'll talk to everyone next week. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.